Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking news. Breaking news from the CDC director, whose name is Walensky. Uh, the current CDC director said this is becoming quickly a pandemic of the un- unvaccinated. I like that. That's a good way to put it. The pand- mm-hmm. It's now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We don't have a pandemic anymore if you're vaccinated. Only if you're unvaccinated. We need to do clips of the week in a second, but I uh, got this email from uh, the always interesting Paolo. Uh, he mentions how incredibly effective the vaccine has been. He says, we can't afford to waste this miracle. We really need to do everything we can to encourage or coerce, well, I'm against that, but the resistors to vaccinate. But we also need to stop modifying our own behavior in deference to them. Steps like required vaccinating people, requiring vaccinating people to wear masks makes as much sense as lowering the speed limit to protect people who refuse to wear seatbelts. Uh, and even to the extent those steps are effective at slowing the spread among the unvaccinated, spreading the same number of infections over a longer period will only delay herd immunity. That helps nobody. The unvaccinated have made their choice. Yeah, I've, uh, right. And I've heard this argument before. You think you're going to get more people vaccinated when you're making vaccinated people wear masks or when you're talking about uh, um, uh, another dose and how you're going to need another shot? Okay, well, you're never going to get those unvaccinated people now. If they're hearing you got to wear a mask anyway, or they're going to make you get another shot here in six months anyway. Um, no, stop with that. Stop with that. Shut up. Yeah. And, and just to save me reading any emails later or save you writing them, if you've decided if this vaccine's really new, it might not be as safe as they say. Even if I get the COVID at my age and my health, I'm going to be fine anyway, 98.99% of the time or, or higher. So I'm not going to get jabbed, fellas. That's fine. I can respect that. Doesn't bother me. Uh, On the other hand, I don't want, I don't want society recrafted to protect you. You said you're against coercion, so the UC system said nobody on campus that hasn't been vaccinated. If you want to come back into the classroom, you have to get vaccinated. What do you think of that? I think that's something that they're going to make young people who almost never end up really sick. Almost never. Mm-hmm. You have to get vaccinated to go to class. Yeah, I think that's overreach, honestly. It's it's not unprecedented because kids are required to have vaccinations to go to school. But those sure. are for dread diseases that are horrifically uh, dangerous for children. COVID isn't one of them. Not at present, anyway. Uh, so, hey, on a cheerier note, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Armstrong and get dig. Hmm? When you're not terrified, you'll be depressed. It's great. <laughs> and that is a full duration burn, folks. We are headed to space. I was once a child with a dream. Now I'm an adult in a spaceship. Hey! <laughs> The Taliban are laughing it up. And why not? Is it a mistake? The withdrawal? I, you know, I think it is, yeah. I think because I think the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad. That's the reason why we're very concerned is that we have some sort of a schism. No, no, America. The pandemic's got to be over. I threw out my sweatpants. I drank all my hand sanitizer. <laughs> Do you think the priorities of national Democrats uh, may have been misplaced? Uh, yes, I, I do. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't. There's no Kinkos. There's no Office Max near that. 
pardons, Effendi. I bow before your magnificent imperialist nipples. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. Even allowing for the dementia, it was a stunningly irresponsible thing for an American leader to say out loud. I am firmly and unequivocally in the camp of, of free Britney. But one thing we can all agree on is that Jamie Spears is a dick. This is too good to be true. It's just precious. Yeah, totally pathetic. Tony Blinken, like his boss, Joe Biden, is sticking a kick me sign on Uncle Sam's back. We have, um, a, how do you say, cucumber? Cucumbers. Within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. You're Listen now. to me. I'm handling this. You need to stop telling me that. Who do you think you are? I am. I want to take a tinkle that came back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, that's polite, right? Yeah, yeah. Tinkle is polite, yeah. So you listen to the Armstrong and Getty show, you tune in and they make you wish you'd never even gotten out of bed. It's fantastic. Ah, I, I got to admit, there's a little bit of an ooga booga feel to it. That's not hyperbole. <laughs> there you go. Boy, so you got your uh, Cuban people crying out for freedom. I'll let you guess which side Black Lives Matter is on. Who are they siding with? Very interesting report to come. So, sports note: We're at the halfway season of Major League Baseball, the All Star Game, roughly. CC Nor. Uh, pitchers have already tied the season record for no hitters halfway through the season. That's astonishing. Hmm, that was mostly prior to the ban on sticky substances. Sure. How does the second half go? But that shows you how big a deal the sticky substances were. Right. They tied the record for, for no hitters with half of a season. Yeah. That's ins- that's astonishing. I mean, that's how do you have a sport change that much and uh, and, and and last as long as it did? Well, when you figure out what's going on, you say, oh, and you change the rules, or you enforce the rules. Good article. Um, I like this because I went to a community college, and I will encourage my kids to go to a community college if they go to college, but there's a good uh, piece in the Wall Street Journal today about community college is the smart choice. It's a bargain at twice the price, and all the stigma is misplaced. So if you have any interest in that, uh, you should give it a read. Um, it's good, and it's backed up with a whole bunch of data. Uh, especially with what colleges cost nowadays. I'm just going through my notes, make sure I don't miss anything that's important or good. Yes. You know, I've long wanted to teach a class, probably at a community college, but the, I, I think I would just really be terrible at reading the uh, the papers and grading them. I think I, I would find that torturous. <laughs> just reading mediocre drivel for hours at a time? Oh, I'll just give everybody a B plus. <laughs> there are a couple a couple people will be pleasantly surprised, handful will be bitterly disappointed. It would be really hard to not like form an opinion pretty early in the semester. You three are A students, you two are Bs, you all are all a bunch of dullards. And I mean just and kind of go with that with the rest of the time, no matter what. Well, how about this? You ask them, all right, who considers themselves an A student here? All right, let me jot down those names. Who considers himself a B student? Okay, super. The rest of you, I don't care. Uh, and then you just you, you actually read the A students to see if they're worthy of it. 
The B students, you give a quick glance. The rest of the, the unwashed masses, give them a C plus some days, a B minus the rest of the time. Everybody's happy. Nobody's going to be mad. Right. Um, you might, you know, not discover undiscovered talent and be that trusted, beloved mentor who changes their lives. But who has the time? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I taught speech 101 in college, and I taught, inter- taught interpersonal communications. But speech 101, I'll always remember, because I, I came up with this idea. I thought that I would like demand more out of the better, uh, the better students. And one girl in particular, I didn't give her that great a grade on her speech, uh, like the second speech she gave. And I, and I said... I know you can do way better than that. I mean, you're like one of the best speakers in this entire class. She said, well, then I ought to get an A. No, I want you to, like, be, you know, striving for more. You can do better than that. I'm better than all these other people. So I just, she's right, actually. She was right. I was just trying to trying to motivate her to, you know, make her best effort. But hmm. she was very unhappy, like, threatening to go to the administration, that sort of thing. I'm going to tell yeah. everyone about how shitty you are. There she is. I think I uh, went with, okay, fine, you get an A. Uh, my, uh, That's funny, because I've said many times, my English teacher in high school who did that to me, it was one of the best things anybody ever did. Sure, of course but it I is. But I saw it differently than, than that little gal, I guess. Well, and uh, I think some of that is the modernity. Some of that is just the modern view of things. Right. I took it as as a compliment. I thought, wow, I'm going to prove myself worthy of what you just said. And she thought, that's unfair. I'm going to go to the administration, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, This is weird. Nobody's exactly sure what's going on here, but nobody thinks it's what's being, uh, what's it is on the face of it. So remember, somebody paid $28 million to fly into space with Jeff Bezos. And I think they, do they launch tomorrow? It's this weekend, I think. Uh, it's next Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. So they launch on Tuesday. Somebody paid $28 million to fly into space, and it was announced yesterday. Uh, the person said they can't go. They have a scheduling conflict. <laughs> I uh, can't go into space that day. I've got a thing. I've got a doctor's appointment. I, I, I tendonitis. It's a or a baby painful. shower or a tea time. Or who, I wish I could travel to space, but that pays bad for me. <laughs> who Who is interested enough in traveling into space that they pay $28 million for it and then realize they've got a conflict of interest so they can't go? I, I, got, I got a thing. I forgot. My car well, my car's out of alignment, and I made an appointment. And if you have that sort of money, if <laughs> beautiful, uh, if you have that sort of money, if that date actually is terrible for some reason, your niece is getting married, say, all right, look. I'll rent out Buckingham Palace. I'll have Prince Charles himself do the ceremony. I will fly everybody at my own expense to Britain for your wedding. But I got to go to space on Saturday the 14th or whatever. See, you could do that. So the guy, well, you're the first with the theory. The first on the show. I won't steal your thunder. He chickened out. Yeah. He got closer and he thought, I don't know about going into space. Sometimes these things explode. Uh, Amazon says I'll get the package in two days. It takes five days. So how good is he at rockets? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my theory is that uh, somebody advised him, listen, to make sure you're ready for it, we recommend you go to the state fair and get on the vomit comet or, you know, the, the scrambler or the whirler or the screecher or whatever. And he got on the there. The zipper. He, he, it's the zipper. 
He Every emerged... fair's got the zipper, and that's the one that's going to make you yak like my kids did. He emerged from the zipper, covered in his own vomit and feces, and thought this is really a bad idea. Vomit and feces. Now, oh, yeah. Now, you, if you heard the story, just like a month ago, both my kids came out of the zipper covered in vomit. <laughs> oh, I mean, boy. their hair... Their shirt, their pants, their shoes, every bit of them covered in vomit. Sam collapsed in the dirt crying. Henry just kind of wandered over me and fell over. I mean, it was just, it was awful. But, uh, yeah, no feces involved, as far as I know. I hope someday Sam has a radio show, or more likely it'll be some sort of podcast that's immediately transmitted into your brain. (laughs) Uh, And he makes jokes about... Covered in vomit, the Sam Armstrong story. <laughs> That's the really sick to my stomach, and actually, I threw up yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. I told them, I said, when you guys are older, you will laugh about this so many times. It was still too soon. They didn't think that, that yeah, they would ever soon. laugh about it. Yeah. God, that was gruesome. There was nobody in line, and so the the uh, the, the nice uh, man from another country that was running the ride at this county <laughs> fair um, thought he was doing them a favor by giving them like three three rides worth of ah, time yeah, on the, the super bonus ride yeah. did not work out for them is a sick too, too much of a good thing as the old saying goes we sat in the parking lot for a full hour before they felt okay to drive home because any motion made them want to throw up again oh man that was brutal man both just covered in tears and snot and vomit their whole bodies hmm. got them undressed had to lay down towels in my my truck Oh, boy. It was gruesome. Anyway. Hosing off. Mm. Anyway, good times at the fair. Uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The organization statement was actually posted on Instagram, and it came amid rare protests in Cuba against the nation's authoritarian communist government. BLM urging the U.S. to immediately lift the economic embargo against Cuba, writing that the embargo had the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government. The statement went on to say that the Cuban people are being punished by the U.S. government, which it said had only instigated suffering for the country's 11 million people, of which 4 million are black and brown. It would be easier to take their argument on its face if they were not avowed Marxists. I mean, come on. So BLM is mad that we're putting the squeeze on a Marxist government. Yeah, I would I would expect that. That's, uh, that's reasonable. Uh, Kevin Cork's excellent report goes on. But while the protests have drawn widespread support across America, notably in South Florida, which is home to the nation's largest uh, Cuban-American community, on social media there has been very sharp criticism. Carlos Frias of the Miami Herald writing, such little understanding of history and humanity for a long-oppressed Cuban people. Emily Schrader of Israel's Jerusalem Post said, apparently black lives matter unless it's black lives in Cuba living under a communist dictatorship who want to be free. UPenn professor Odette Casamayor Cisneros added this, I am black and Cuban and deeply hurt by the BLM statement on Cuban protests. With whom is their solidarity? 
Certainly not with the people in the streets. Listen to us. Ted Cruz of Texas, who tweeted this, as millions of Cubans risk their lives to rise up for freedom, BLM stands with the communist dictatorship. So I was listening to a podcast the other day about uh, from people I like about what, what the Biden administration should be doing to uh, be on the side of the protesters in Cuba. And uh, I was happy to hear that they... Um, they didn't have much of an answer because I always think, eh, what are you supposed to do exactly? You know, yeah. and, and it's it's very popular for the other party, whoever's president, to say they didn't support the Iranians enough or the Cubans in the street enough or whoever. But what exactly are you supposed to do? Yeah, you know, I saw the, the Cuban-Americans marching in Miami, and for some reason they were, like, stopping traffic. They're blocking highways, causing hours of gridlock. But I, I don't I didn't get what they're demanding. What, what do we do? I would like to do anything we can to help the sure. Cuban people overthrow the communists. Or the Iranians in the street, or whoever it is, wherever, where they're longing for freedom. But what, what other than saying we stand by them, those are empty words! We need more than empty words! Okay, like what? What are you suggesting we do for the protesters in Hong Kong, or in the streets of Tehran, or in the streets of Havana? Send the 101st Airborne, uh, airborne into uh, Havana. I don't know. I honestly don't know. By the way, to circle back to the Black Lives Matter support of the Marxists, these are the people who are now in charge of what statues you can have in Portland. True that. That's nice. That's nice. What's the most popular musical instrument right now for people to uh, buy and learn how to play or claim they're going to learn how to play? Also, um, what's going on with the Uyghurs in China? An interesting bill that's about to be signed into law and what it's really like there. Armstrong and Getty. can't leave. It's like magic. We're in an actual musical. Please, God, no. Everybody! Okay, so that's from the new comedy that's getting rave reviews, Schmigadoon. It's a series that debuted on Apple, I think, last night. It stars Key from Key and Peele and Cicely Strong from Saturday Night Live, who's one of the funniest people in the world. Um, and it's supposed to be absolutely great. But I think you have to know musicals to enjoy it. Huh. So maybe, Joe, you and uh, Judy can sit down and watch it or something. Like I think if you don't know Brigadoon, the musical, because that's where the title comes from, Brigadoon Schmigadoon, um, Schmigadoon is the name of the show. They, yes. There's two people, they're on a hike, and they get trapped in a never-ending musical, and it's like <laughs> mocking Oklahoma and uh, you know just all the mo- those famous musicals. That... Uh, I would say suicide is your only reasonable choice. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, I don't know. I, I maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get to watch. I know I'm going to be watching Space Jam tonight. I got two things I got to watch this weekend: Space Jam two with LeBron James because my kids really want to see that, and then Sam and I, my oldest, have to catch up on our Loki tonight. So we'll be into that. Mm, spoiler alert: the last episode made me sad. Of Loki? Yeah. You finished the whole thing? I think so. Wow. You ran through that. 
Yeah, well, we don't have a lot of responsibilities these days with the empty nest. I mean, once the sun goes down. Uh, I got some uh, other things to get to, but I wanted to mention this. So last weekend, a uh, big UFC fight between Conor McGregor and some other guy that beat him up and broke Conor McGregor's ankle. What's his name? Dustin Poirier. Uh, and Dustin Poirier won. But anyway, it was a star-studded event, and uh, heavyweights were there, including Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I don't know. The guy know from if, The Apprentice, Trump, right? I don't know if I buy this. Trump is, without a doubt, I think, the most famous person that has ever lived on planet Earth. And that has, dee, been, dee, 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 dee. That has been documented. Mm-hmm. He shows up, walks in. There are videos you can watch of it now. And it was mostly applause. And everybody stood and got out their cameras. I mean, it was a big event. Somehow, Dana White, the guy who runs UFC... Did not get that onto the broadcast. And he's getting some criticism for it. Oh, my. He has denied conspiracies that he uh, went out of his way to keep the Donald Trump appearance from ending up there. Because there were other celebrities that they showed him walking in and, uh, you know, pointed out in the crowd. But they didn't show Donald Trump, even though it was mostly a positive response. I mean, uh, he walked in. It was, well, like I said, it was mostly positive, And everybody well, had their phones out and seemed to be excited that he was there. And didn't his wife work in the administration? Yeah, I don't quite get why Why you... Well, I don't know why it wouldn't make it onto the show. That's a big deal. Freaking Donald mystified. Trump showing up something. I mean, if, you're, if your whole point of it is that this is a spectacle and we're trying to get people to watch, the fact that Donald Trump is there is a big deal. But I'll tell you this. If he had walked into that arena and it had been all booze, you would have seen it one million times oh, yeah. on MSNBC and CNN and everywhere else mm-hmm. in the past week. Yeah, that's mystifying. Who, who's the director? What were you thinking? I don't know. Did you just not have any crowd shots? No, of course you'd have crowd shots. They had crowd fight. shots of Justin Bieber. They had crowd shots of every other celebrity that was oh, there. Oh, forget it, please. That's insane. Huh. More, s- more serious fare. The Senate voted unanimously yesterday. And when does the Senate ever vote unanimously on anything? To pass a bill banning the import of products from China's Xinjiang region due to the ongoing genocide taking place there against the Uyghur Muslims. Uh, Once this bill passes the House and is signed by the President, the United States will have more tools to prevent products made with forced labor from entering our nation's supply chain, said Marco Rubio. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, China Unscripted. If you like the whole China story, that's a good podcast. And their most recent podcast was, we need to decouple from China before China decides they're going to decouple from us. Because that's what's going to happen, and then that could interrupt a lot of our supply stuff. So rather than, should we decouple from China? Is it a good idea or not? They, they're they saying, they're going to decouple from us, and if we're not ready for it, uh, it's going to be a real problem. But the Atlantic, getting back to the, the Uyghurs there in China and how it is... Uh, it's like the Soviet Union. It's like Nazi Germany. I mean, it's it's as bad as anything that's ever happened on the planet, but not getting near the attention. In the Atlantic, they feature this Uyghur poet, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, who recounts his experience living through and then escaping with his family the genocide that had began in 2016, 2017, roughly. Mm-hmm. Writing in the Atlantic, and again, he's one of the fortunate few that have been able to escape. He and his family arrived in the United States in 2017. Many of his friends and neighbors were less fortunate and are now dead or being tortured. And he writes, My wife and I were both silent for a moment. We lay side by side in bed. 
I turned out the light, he writes, recalling the period in which the Uyghurs were being detained in mass arrests. If they arrest me, he told his wife, don't lose yourself. Don't make inquiries about me. Don't go looking for help. Don't spend money trying to get me out. This time isn't like any time before. They are planning something dark. There is no notifying families or inquiring at police stations this time. So don't trouble yourself with that. Just keep our family affairs in order. Take good care of our daughters. Let life go on as if I were still here. I'm not afraid of prison. I'm afraid of you and the, and the girls not having... Uh, well, here, I had to switch pages here. Bah, 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 bah. Um, that's rough stuff. Let life go on as if I were still here. I'm not afraid of prison. I'm afraid of you and the girls struggling and hurting when I'm gone. So I want you to remember what I'm saying. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Man, there aren't wow. many people that ever end up in that situation unless you, you know, you were Jews in Poland when the Nazis were coming, or you're a family in uh, the Ukraine when the Soviets took over, or you're Uyghurs in China in the year 2021. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was uh, winding down after the show yesterday and happened to uh, the YouTube fed me an interview with Getty Lee, the bassist from the band Rush, uh, who's one of my musical heroes, and I've seen a million interviews with him. But this was pretty in-depth about his parents, who were both Holocaust survivors, and how they met, and um, and they both survived Auschwitz and Dachau and, uh, uh, and Bergen-Belsen. And uh, and then found each other after the war, and it was a beautiful and harrowing love story, actually. Um, never again, Joe. We're never going to let something like that happen on planet Earth again. We've all vowed. That's hilarious. So uh, in, in a somewhat related story, I was just reading about how China's gone from criticizing the U.S. being in Afghanistan to now hammering us for leaving. And the reasons for that, and it relates to the Uyghurs, uh, at least in part, they are really afraid of instability in Afghanistan slash Pakistan slash Tajikistan slash Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan, all of which border China, not to mention Mongolia. And there are a lot of Uyghurs who are fighting mad about the way their people are being treated. We mostly think of them as beleaguered and victims and the rest of it. Well, there's plenty of Uyghur guys with guns who want to kill the hell out of the Chinese. And the Chinese are really concerned about them finding more refuge in Afghanistan and some of those other former, uh, you know, Soviet Asian republics. And so, uh, they're, they're putting pressure here and, and, and showing concern there. Some Chinese workers got killed in Pakistan. They think it may have been deliberate. Uh, so uh, that's a, a part of the world to continue watching. Yeah, no kidding. And once again, while the Olympics start a week from today in Japan, the Summer Olympics, the Winter Games in Beijing that are supposed to start right after the turn of 2022, there I just don't think there's a chance that the United States and Europe and all these other countries participate. I, I'm surprised that it hasn't been announced yet. I don't know if we're all if they're all you know, working behind the scenes to make one big announcement together or whatever, but there's no way the world can show up in China and let their president wave to the the adoring crowd like they did in Beijing just a few years back. Right, right. Yeah, I wonder if, well, negotiations are in such a touchy place on so many subjects with China right now. I wonder if cooler heads you might say have said look let's just let's not do that right now yeah, they might be emphasizing let's try to get all that information about uh the the covid out of them before we uh slap them in the face about the olympics oh 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 i i knew i had one more thought about afghanistan and china the parallels with russia are unmistakable because fighters 
who were based in Afghanistan were heading uh, northward and and targeting uh, Mother Russia because they were tired of Soviet and Russian oppression. I can easily see China thinking, man, the Uyghurs now have this, uh, this base in Afghanistan. They're getting weapons. They're training. They're joining with other radicals, blah, blah, blah. We probably ought to send a force in Afghanistan to try. Let's just try to get them. And, and the, the Russian mistake being, the Soviet mistake being repeated by China. I wonder. Interesting. Of course, they have 1.4 billion people and they will spend soldiers like they're nothing. So there's a new ice cream flavor that's getting a fair amount of attention. Stephen Colbert's got some jokes about that, among other things on the way. We're going to finish strong. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Van Leeuwen and Kraft are debuting a mac and cheese flavored ice cream. Okay, clearly nothing means anything anymore. Ben and Jerry's and I are teaming up with Hungry Man to create Americone dinners. Premium ice cream that tastes like things you don't want in your ice cream. With flavors like homestyle mint chocolate meatloaf and boneless hamstachio. <laughs> the Kraft Van Leeuwen flavor merger was announced via Instagram with a picture of the ice cream with the caption, It's happening! Which is also what you'll shout while running to the bathroom moments after eating this ice cream. <laughs> Meanwhile, 17 million gallons of sewage were dumped into Santa Monica Bay. And as of this week, beaches from El Segundo to the Dockweiler RV Park were closed for swimming. That's too bad. I know when I want to swim in pure, toxin-free waters, I always look for the nearest RV park. <laughs> Officials say the spill was due to a nearby processing facility triggering an emergency dump. Also, I'm guessing what's triggered by Kraft Mac and Cheese ice cream. Hey, oh, that doesn't sound offensive. It just sounds. Mm. I love Kraft macaroni and cheese, so I need it in anything. Ice cream? Sure. Ugh. Some of those other flavors he came up with are pretty funny. Um, I mentioned what is the most popular musical instrument right now? Guitar. Guitar Center sold two hundred and fifty thousand ukuleles in the first six months of the year. Ah, yes. The small guitar-like instrument is experiencing a boom in popularity and sales, particularly among millennial females on TikTok. Huh. I think part of it's because you can learn to play a three-chord song in about two minutes, because there's mm-hmm. only four strings. But, so, that's very hot right now. I've seen a few TikToks with various people I know strumming out of tune on a ukulele. Yeah. Yeah, I've never logged much time with the uke. I don't know if I've ever plucked a string on a ukulele, but maybe I should. I remember at one point we uh, interviewed a uh, ukulele master. (laughs) Friend of Marshall's. (laughs) Marshall's friends with one of the most famous ukulele players of all time. That's right. I'd forgotten. That's right. Yeah, fantastic. And he played us sad songs on the ukulele, which is possible. (laughs) Beautiful, melancholy tunes. Yeah, just what everyone needs. Um, I am guessing by Monday, we're going to have several other counties in the United States joining L.A. County with mandatory masks again. 
indoors, whether you're vaccinated or not. This is weird. Florida. Now, Florida is less shut down than California, as we've known going oh. all the way back. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like an experiment in doing the opposite of California and ending up with the same results, right? Which makes you wonder why you shut down in California. Anyway, 20% of COVID-19 cases this week, new COVID cases, were in Florida. One-fifth of the cases in the entire country were in Florida. So they're getting pretty hard with the with the uh, Delta variant. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's vacation land and it's vacation time. I'd imagine there are just enormous uh, you know, numbers of people in Florida, hotels and bars and the rest of it. On the other hand, I didn't get to uh, this. Maybe I'll hang on to it for next week as I have a feeling the Delta variant is going to be in a lot of news shows this weekend. The reassuring data on the Delta variant, there's no sign, according to the Wall Street Journal and the scientists they had on there, there's no sign of a surge in hospitalization or severe illness, and the vaccines remain extremely effective. So there you go. That's all I okay. really need to hear. I don't really well, yeah. need to hear another word about it. If the Cases vaccines still don't work, matter. If the vaccines still work, I'm fine. If you didn't get vaccinated, your choice, and I'm fine with that, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I will go into my weekend wild and fancy-free. I'm hungry for macaroni and cheese now. Didn't they change the flavor on you, Jack? Yeah. They- oh, they changed the um, they changed the recipe, and it's not as good as it used to be, the Kraft macaroni and cheese. I, I'm, I'm unhappy with that. I'm sorry, are you eight years old? I keep forgetting. <laughs> yes or no? What are you talking about? How can you eat that? One of my son's friends has having a birthday today, so we're all meeting at Baskin Robbins later this afternoon. I have been on a hot fudge Sunday cake for a while. For some reason, <laughs> vanilla ice cream with the hot fudge, man, there is nothing better than that. I don't get the nuts and whipped cream because that's for kids. But the vanilla ice cream with the hot fudge, man, that's a good combo. It does not get any better than that. You are a child. No, 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 no. I'm trying to decide. When when the family was here, we bought some ice cream, including my favorite, butter pecan. And uh, I don't think I've ever had butter pecan ice cream. I'm not surprised to hear that. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> and I've got half a gallon left. I'm supposed to be losing weight because my blood sugar is a little high, and I can't decide. I should throw it out. I should absolutely throw it out. That's hard to do, isn't it? But I haven't. Mm. No, no. Love it so much. That's a weird thing that people do. I shouldn't eat this. I don't want to eat it. Intellectually, I don't want to eat it. But I'm going to keep it around. And then we don't, like, connect the dots on those two things. Because keeping around means you, you're basically saying to yourself, I am going to eat it, though. Right. That's what you're saying, right? right? Unless you're Gandhi and you just keep it in your fr- refrigerator to remind you of the temptation and, and, and resist it to build a stronger character. No, that's not what we're doing. I found whenever I'm in that situation, I got to throw it out without. If I think about it, it'll keep it. I just have to throw it out the first impulse without thinking Mm. about it. Otherwise, I will keep it around. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. I'm going to keep it around for a while and think about it. Uh, Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, keeping us on the air, uh, pulling the levers and the rest of it. Michelangelo in the control room. Michael. Literally, I'm sitting here with my mouth watering, thinking about cookies and cream, mint chip, Rocky Road, all the ice cream flavors I got to eat this afternoon. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Alex, our brand new producer, Alex, you have a final thought for us? Yeah, you know, I do got to go work that restaurant job tonight. Be nice to your servers, and if you run into me there, be nice to me, or else I'm giving you mac and cheese ice cream. There you go. 
Jack, a final thought to share with the uh, folks? Yeah, Joe said, what are you, eight years old? I do live with a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old, and that is part of what the, 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 the I eat a lot of what they'll eat, and I'm going to watch Space Jam 2 tonight. You think I'd be watching Space Jam 2 tonight if I didn't have young children? Probably not. My final thought is a story we didn't quite get to, maybe on Monday. Woman breaks into dental office and pulls 13 teeth without a license. Uh, I've never raised my hand against a woman and, and never would until she pulled several of my teeth unnecessarily. We're going to go. Were those? <laughs> was that more than one person or did she pull 13 teeth from one person? She made her way around the office and yanked one here, yanked one oh, there. Oh, my God. Holy cow. What a weird kink. Oh. I don't think I could pull a tooth out of another human being's head. Wow. It's, it's odd behavior. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the great clicks are under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick yourself up some A&G swag. Give it as gifts. The I'm Vaxxed No Mask t-shirt. More relevant than ever. Uh, no kidding. I thought maybe that one had uh, reached its uh, sell-by date, but... That is a popular shirt. I always get compliments. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. See you Monday. God bless America. Shut up! Well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? <laughs> I wanted to take a thinker that came back. It's not hyperbole. This is too good to be true. It's just precious. I will not be a party to this bull. Halfsies on that? Yeah, buddy. We can come and have some fun. This is not a kumbaya moment. You risible buffoons. Relentless negativity. I love Bye. it. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. Uh, Armstrong and Getty.